Get my lantern, get my gun. Jim Matheny will have them treed for the morning comes. Welcome back to the Buckeye City Gritty. Today we're we're talking all things raccoon supper. So we want to bring in bring you in with a little bit of raccoon uh, music there, so to speak. You sound so, really good. I I'm seriously doubting that. But uh, before we get too headlong into raccoon here, Josh, uh, good morning. How good you doing? Morning. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. We've had a great week. Um, and looking forward to the next couple of days. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, good morning out there. Good morning, Helen Kaler out there. She th- keeps things tidy up there at the storage unit. Um, there ain't one available because everybody's got too much stuff. But she's got a well-oiled machine there. Good morning, John Kick. Uh, somebody's spreading something today because the town <laughs> smells like, uh, I don't know if it's John or not, but man, the town smells. But I love it. That's that's most definitely important. Uh, happy birthday, Tammy Ensley, at some point this week. She turned like 40 years old, I think, or something, Donnie said. Yeah. Have you seen Donnie Ensley? Handsome man. He is... He's, he's dang good looking. Yeah. He he's a good looking guy. Uh, so shout out to those guys. You got any good mornings out there, Josh? Oh, yeah. Janelle Brandstool. Mm. Shout out to you. I know you're up there at the Career Center doing great things. Oh, man. She's, oh, I love Janelle. Good morning to Dave Blue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and good morning to Tiffany Kleindent. Oh. Our number one Keep Facebook yeah. sister. Yeah, for sure. She keeps us going here. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, good morning out there, Buckeye City. Um, we we love you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Uh, I just, a real quick review of this episode. We're going to hit on the Coon Supper. We got, a, we got a review, Josh. We went to the Coon Supper. Oh, we did. Uh, we got some community stuff. We got some sports. And then we uh, are going to finish up with just a couple things from the listeners that they have submitted. Um we got quite a bit on sports and and the our our sections this morning are a little bit more in depth than normal so we tried to make not as many different sections today yeah no classifieds no today. classifieds um yeah but it should be a good one and this episode today is brought to you uh, by Kyle Hughes um screens windows and whitetails Josh I want to lay a scenario on you okay okay all right you, I could, I could lay a couple scenarios, but I'm just going to lay one on you. Okay. You, you, uh, you just shot and killed a big buck. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You drove out and you're like, man, who in the world could, uh, who, who's going to like, is there a taxidermist around that can mount this thing for me? I'm going to tell you, Kyle Hughes can do that. That's part of of Kyle Hughes uh, screens, windows, and whitetails. So let's say that you go and you pick that deer up, you drag it, you gut it, you take, you cape it, you take that over to Kyle Hughes and he makes a nice mount for you and you, you get that mount back and you're super excited. And it's, it's, it's a decent size, you know, it's 160 plus. Ooh. I mean, we're talking, you killed one. Yeah. And you're, you're so excited that you're walking into the house with it just pumped up. And you've got it facing out, and the horns, you go to open your front, your door, 
and the horns, the antlers, just poke right through the screen door and they rip a hole in the screen. What you're going to be able to do is just put that that deer down on the kitchen table and wait to hang it up when you get back. Turn right back around and head right back over to Kyle Hughes's house. To the same and place. Same exact place and say, hey, wow. the the uh, deer that you just mounted tore through my <laughs> screen door and I'm going to need my screens fixed. And he'll do that. He'll do screens, he'll do windows, he'll do whitetails. It's unbelievable. Um, I'm hardly believing it my own self, but it's it's a real thing. It's he'll true. Do, he does it all. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen the screen manufacturing take place. That's impressive. Yeah, I love the thought of just saying, "Here's things I have to offer," uh-huh. and I'm just going to mash them into a business. Yeah. If that was me, I have no marketable skills so i would have to that's kind of what i'm doing i'm like okay i'm not really good at anything so i'm gonna have a store that has no order and a little bit of chaos and i'm just gonna start this thing where i talk (laughs) into a microphone but kyle hughes has actual practical skills screens windows and whitetails anything to do with any of those is, is what i'm saying and more and more yeah What's yeah. the more? Do you know anything about a the more? A little more? bit of everything, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. If you need a hole dug, oh he can gosh. he can drive a back L. I feel like I need so many holes dug. Yeah. He could yeah. drive a back L. Like if you need a hole dug, let's say yeah. you bought those caskets. What if Doug needs a hole? Yeah. Yeah. He can do, a hole. He can do all that. He Dang. can he doesn't paint. No. Okay. His wife's a painter. Mary yeah. Ellen Matheny is a painter. That's his wife. No. Oh. His wife and Mary Ellen Matheny. <laughs> okay, I got you. Betty uh, Severns will paint too. Betty Severns. And she's a, a good painter. If, if you, you don't know who the painters uh, are in the community, ask me. I if you don't know you. who the painters are in the community, you might want to find another community. Yeah. Because these people have been painting forever. I I could watch Betty paint. Like she trims like around ceilings and she doesn't get any on the ceiling. It's just it's like art. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I it takes me It's no, like ASMR. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Something like that. But this episode is, is brought to us by um, Kyle Hughes, Screens, Windows, and Whitetails, and even a little bit more. If you're, if you're like, man, I don't have any need for screens, windows, or whitetails, but I got a little bit more that needs done, mm-hmm. just give him a call see if he does it. Yeah, he could probably yeah. work on your deck, square something up for you. Yeah, he won't do a full bathroom renovation, but he can probably give you a couple insights on what to do. Yeah, that's not more. That's just, that's too much. Yeah. Well, He's no, talking a little more. Listen. Nobody can shoot and stuff a deer as efficiently as he can. He's a top rank. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he, he's good at it. He's a top ranked taxidermist in the area, not to be confused with tax accountant. Mm-hmm. Though he can provide some financial advice as well. Yeah, that's part of the end more. He's yeah. not going to do your taxes, but he will give you some advice. Yeah. yeah. And point you in the right direction. Yeah. He's got a second home in Florida. Yeah. And actually, we just got back from there, but we'll talk about that later. Gosh, dang it! I want to go there right now. Um, yeah. So he he can do all kinds of stuff. A lot of a lot of the and more is uh, what I'm interested in. What I'll probably be contacting him over. But today he's brought us this episode, and so we're gonna we're gonna uh, get on with it. Our headline today is the Coon Supper Review. And uh, Josh, this was the 81st Coon Supper, which we've talked about that. Um, And if you're tired of hearing about the Coon Supper, I'm sorry, but that's something that this town is just known for. We, We 
we have uh, had these coon suppers. I mean, people know about them. They come here from all over. And let me tell you what, the very first thing that I noticed was the size of the line, Josh. Massive. Gosh, it was huge. Yeah. That was unbelievable. I don't know. We worked a little magic and I cut some time off my, I'm not going to give away our secret of how (laughs) we cut some time off of my time in line, but uh, John Ball definitely knows what we did. There's no hiding it there. Um, Yeah, Josh, just hit me with just your, uh, your first, you know, just some of the sights and sounds of what you thought there at the Coon Supper before we get into the actual like meat and stuff. Let's, let's, you know what, let's work our listeners from the inside out. We we got in line and and then here we go. Yeah. So I got there a little bit early. You had a building full of customers waiting to check out. So I got down there. I said, I'd get in line I'd get us a spot in line. I got down there and parked. First thing I noticed is you couldn't park in Danville. No, I had to call a Coda bus to pick me up from (laughs) Kenny Breckler's house on Chapel road, bring me all the way in. Uh, the line started at the parish office, which is at the West end of the community center. And it went down the steps all Mm. the way down to Donna Kaufman's house, Donna Kaufman. I said it again. Donna McFadden's house. Oh yeah, into her living room, yep. mm-hmm. and then up about four steps to her yeah. upstairs. There was one guy waiting in Jim's bedroom. <laughs> it just, just so happened they got to talking about other stuff, and yeah. he never did make it. Yeah, yeah. So it was a long line. Yeah. Um, so I waited in line. I got there at about five o'clock. At six thirty, I made it to the steps. Yeah. And then the line went all the way down to the end of the hall. There was a back door there. And I believe that's where <clears throat> you got in line. <laughs> Something, uh, I don't know. I, I thought someone just opened the door for some fresh air. And I was like, oh, this must be where the line starts. Yeah. So I stepped in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was it was so encouraging just to see the community respond for, you know, with the money going to the Durbin family and just like, man, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it really is. All jokes aside, yep. it's neat like that the community responds in a way like that. Um, yeah, then you get inside. You got Phyllis Colopy taking your money. First person I see with is Kayla Phyllis. Lepley. Yeah. Huge smile on her face. Yeah, she knows. She knew why we were there. Yeah, she did. And we knew why she was there Yeah, representing for Park. Um, and then you got the Kill Buck guys over there. Yep. Um, Right away, I mean, you, there were so many opportunities to just do stuff. You, right away, bam, you buy your ticket, you can get in a gun raffle. You can do a little something over here. I don't know what these guys over there were doing. They were taking bets or something. Yeah, 50-50. Yeah, and then you got the <laughs> 50-50. But there was like this little chair of guys right there. I don't know. Maybe they were bouncers or something. Um, and then you get in there, and there's a whole wall of um, silent auction stuff you know i oh, mean just they were doing a 50 50 every like what 30 minutes yep every 30 minutes 50 50 I mean, what else what am i missing how about the fact that we squeezed 1300 people into that little building is that what was the count was no that was just my best guess I and mean, that's a good that's guess probably a third of that if i had to no way because i think a few years ago it was 700 yeah i don't there was a ton of people yeah every seat was taken yeah yeah and then we walked down that long line, and then we got into the traditional buffet line house set up all the time. I tell you what, and that was the most nostalgic. Oh my of my gosh! Life. 
take me back to that. You know what I mean? Getting in line at school. And I'm going to, this is. For me, it was like kindergarten all the way up through my senior year. Yeah. I mean, those faces. You got a warm tray right off the bat. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I could just close my eyes and it just took me right back. Some plasticware. The hint, just a hint of bleach in the background Mm -hmm. mixed with that green stuff that you throw over puke. Yeah. Oh, the powdery stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh man, yep. And then that just, you know, that hit, that got my endorphins going, and mm-hmm. and then uh, we go down the line, and Mrs. Truex is serving, and yep, Debbie Payne. Yep, Debbie Payne. <laughs> I guess she's KP's yeah. mom. Oh man, uh, uh yeah, <clears throat> for Stutz. Yep, Joey and Boone. Oh, listen to this. <laughs> I got to the end of that line, and Janet Whitmore oh, man. asked me if I wanted a milk. Dude, that I, is the that, best. That's the um, the most underrated experience I've had in the last ten years. I just it instantly made me feel like I was back in school, yeah. and then I just glanced out to the left, and there's Joanne Boone, and I was like, "This is." We had a star-studded cast of lunch ladies when we were in school. We definitely did. If Sheila Stahl would have walked in, you would have had to. I would have felt set up. I would have felt like, I would have really, I would have thought, okay, I went back in time. Mm-hmm. This feels surreal. Yeah. Janet Whitmore, Joanne Boone, and Sheila Stahl, if they were all there at the same time, I, 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 I don't Just know. Just throw your hands up. We need to find a reason to get those three together and serve us up something. I would love that. But that two <laughs> of them were there. Two of them were there. You, did, sure. you got a milk. I did. Yeah. Just for that reason. Yeah. I got two waters, and then Janet's like, are you sure you don't want a milk? And like at that point, the pressure was so overcoming. I had to take it. Yeah, and you wanted it. And I wanted that experience of like shaking that little yeah. tiny cardboard oh. Smith's milk and then folding the tops back yeah. and then squeezing the sides to pop it out. Like, I tell you I what, if there's anything to reason to go back to the Coon Supper for, it's just to experience the line right mm-hmm. there. When you hit that with the warm tray and Janet Whitmore having those milk cartons and Joanne Boone loitering around just doing working. Yep. That's great. That was awesome. Yeah. Now, the smell. How would you describe the smell of a raccoon dinner, Josh? Well, so I have not been there in probably 25 years. Mm -hmm. Um, My taste buds have apparently changed. The smell was, I would say, less than desirable. It Mm. wasn't the worst thing. Yeah. It wasn't like completely putrid, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I love the smell of steak on a grill. Yeah. It was somewhere toward the lower end of that scale. Yeah. Yeah. It was strong. You know, the smell. <laughs> It'll knock you out. I got home and Lene's like, you you have to leave <laughs> or you have to immediately. Like, I just, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I smelled like a raccoon or not because I've never really wrestled a raccoon and got the smell all over me. But um, I definitely smelled like something strong but at that point i couldn't tell uh so i didn't mind yeah now i uh let's get into the food a little bit okay and and just to kick things off i want to quote this is a quote a direct quote from tony mickley the food was great this year especially the raccoon yeah now that's almost worthy of putting on a t-shirt i think if we could get a buckeye city gritty t-shirt with that quote on the back with tony mickley's name underneath it i think that would be a hot seller um i i don't know here's my here's my thing i've never now 
it's it's hard to say something that's never happened, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say never has it happened that someone's been at a restaurant and you just look over and someone's irate flipping out and being like, I can't believe you don't serve raccoon here. There's no raccoon meat. So that's kind of like where you start, you know, like raccoon meat is it's raccoon meat. Um, yeah. What do you think Josh about this raccoon meat and just what the food there? Listen, I grilled steak about a week ago. Yeah. And I was excited. Mm -hmm. When I got back to my plate, there were a couple of questions. (laughs) 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 There's a couple of questions that I had. Yeah. Um, I just work my way through it. Yeah. You know, let's start with something. <laughs> let's start with. <laughs> let's start with something familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so I started with um, mashed potatoes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then I gravy. You know, <laughs> it was gravy on everything except the raccoon. Yeah. I probably needed it. But yeah. <laughs> then you, uh, you said, um, you said, "What's this?" Yeah. So I jumped to like that other little compartment yeah their divider on the plate and i it was stuffing i I thought it was a fake meatball but (laughs) it was stuffing yeah it was stuffing i'm not a stuffing fan but yeah honestly my mom makes awesome homemade stuffing so i'm a huge stuffing critic yeah um it was good yeah uh again gravy on that and then You just had your run of the mill green beans. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a vegetable guy. So yeah, I, great. Love, I love green beans. And then it came to the raccoon. Yeah, and and like I said, I had had this before. It had been a long time, mm-hmm. and this was your first. So oh gosh. I think the best part of the experience for me was when you said, "I'm just not real sure <laughs> what this what this stuff is." Yeah. And you're talking about the tannish melted. <sighs> fat yeah colored stuff all around this purple stuff yeah, so yeah, to speak yeah. mm. uh so I'll, I'll let you take it from there and you kind of tell us yeah. and the listeners what was going through your mind and what your observations were yeah well once we worked our way through those sides um and like you i started with just some green beans and some familiarity <laughs> um <milk. laughs> uh i pounded a water to get myself pumped up for this <laughs> And the the meat was a different color than any food I had seen before. So when they say red meat, typically it's like a brownish meat. This is red, red meat, almost like Ohio State Buckeyes uh, red meat. Um, and I was just, you know, I was like, okay, but yeah, this this the stuff around it. I didn't know if it was onions or fat or both. I still don't really know. Um, and I got to tell you, Josh, I was not prepared for the amount of bones that that thing had to offer. Uh, there were a lot of bones in the raccoon, which then started me down a mental state that I had really trouble getting past. I I was struggling mentally at when I encountered the fat and the bones. Now, the sides, you know, at one point I took a bite of your cornbread to wash down some coon, and that's when I knew I was into something. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I could, if I never have raccoon to eat again, it'll be too soon. You don't feel like yeah. you'll be missing out. I don't. That's um, fair. 
but I love. I'll probably go back to the raccoon dinner. I might take a little, little, little bit of pork roast in my pocket or something. Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> I just, just eat some mashed potatoes and some pork roast. And yeah, or something. I was just wigged out. You know, but there's more to the dinner than just eating raccoon. Oh, I for know sure. That's 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 the iconic menu yes. item. But how about just general observations? Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the line. We talked about the 50-50 and a few of the people that we met. But I saw a guy, and I, I'll probably post this picture on Facebook or Instagram later, yeah. wearing just a bizarre raccoon hat. Yeah. It wasn't just a furry it, raccoon hat. It had the whole face of the raccoon just kind of like scrunched down on the front, mm. very prominently displayed at the front of the hat. And the guy wore it so proud. And I just thought to myself, man, when the third week of J- or January rolls around, this guy finds this in his, in the box up in his closet yeah. and gets it out and like combs it and just oh, yeah. dusts it off and maybe sprays a little bit of old spice on it just to yeah. get it ready yeah, and yeah, prepped ready. for the dinner. And I asked him, I said, can I get a picture of your hat? Yeah. And he was so proud. He's like, absolutely. Mm. And this guy, honestly, he said, get my wife. In if here I too. saw this guy and this, you know, no offense, but if I just saw this guy on about, I would think to myself, I would bet you mm. this guy has a raccoon hat. In his closet. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it's just the way it is. You can just tell some, yeah, absolutely. just like, you know, we, you talked about, you know, Sheriff Daniel J. Weck yeah. oh. and his mustache. I'm like, 100%, that guy's a sheriff or yeah. is going to be a sheriff. Yes, absolutely. Um, but the guy was so proud. And I took the picture and then I was trying to catch up to you because we had just come off the food line. Yeah. And his wife just reached his arm out and grabbed my forearm and squeezed kind of tightly, like like, like, your, like, hey, hey, like hey. your grandma would do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be serious. Oh, and man. she turned around and looked at me and she goes, if you thought, that hat was nice. Check this out. Now we got a little coon competition. She had a full fur coat mm, made from raccoon. Dang. She said, my uncle shot a bunch of raccoons. We sent him to a guy in New York <laughs> and he made this coat for me. He goes, or made it for my family. She said it's over 70 years old. It was handed <laughs> down to her. Inside was a purple silk lining. What? That was stitched in. Did you get a picture? I got a picture. She she had it draped over her chair, and she never stood up, so she just pulled it up onto her lap, so you could see it. But yeah. if I didn't tell you it was a coat, you probably wouldn't know that it was a coat. So I'll post that picture also. Yeah. But I would say general colors, pretty much earth tones going on. No yeah. one's in there with any vibrant no, pinks. No, no. It's all, you know, no. tans, browns, navy blues. People are there to eat coon, and yeah. that's about it. You're there to eat coon and bid on some items. Mm-hmm. I bet Kyle Hughes could make you a coon. Uh, maybe a deer coat, something like that, with uh, probably with white tails, windows, and and more, and screens, and more. Yeah, <laughs> and more. Um, yeah, I think it was a good time. I think I'll go back eventually, hmm. um, sometime in my lifetime. Uh, um, I'd like to think I've got a few more uh, coon suppers in me. I, I just you know how like sometimes you're eating, you're like, you get something. And you, and I just kept thinking, if I'm and I got something in my mouth, I'm afraid that it's going to be like a, a pop can tab because these little trash pandas are eating weird stuff. And I don't, I just wigged me out. <laughs> I couldn't get past it. Um, even that night, I was like, man, I don't know, what have I done to myself? Um, but all in all, the 
like I'm not here giving if I'm going to uh, recommend coon meat as just a, something to go home, I'm not doing it. Um, but I would recommend the coon supper. Yeah. Between Janet Whitmore, Joanne Boone, uh, the silent auction, what the money's actually going toward, uh, seeing the people there. Uh, what do we have? Mock trial was like serving everybody. Yeah, jazz um, band played. Yeah, like that's that was great. It was a good, it was a good atmosphere. Come up for that. Um, come in with low expectations on the coon, and maybe you'll enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. You know, there's more to it than the dinner. We didn't stay because you had another meeting to get yeah, to. Yeah. Um, but after dinner, they go over to the high school where they used to. I don't know if they still go to the high school or not. Mm-hmm. And someone gives a keynote address. Okay. And uh, jazz band generally plays some songs, you know, between dinner and, and the and the keynote address. So um, there's more to it that yeah. we just didn't get to experience this year. Yeah. Well, that's the 81st Raccoon Dinner um, presented by the Lions Club here in Danville, Ohio. And that's a wrap on that. I feel like it's... They can now move on to the 82nd one now that we've kind of spoke on it. It's kind of a done deal. Yeah. uh, Well done to those people. Um, Let's move on to community, Josh. Okay. We've got some stuff going on in the community. I'm going to allow you to to kick us off here with what's going on, some stuff. Well, a name you've all heard before, Lindsay Harvey Colopy. Mm, that'd be the wife of Chris Colopy. That would be the wife of Chris Colopy. Mm-hmm. Uh, your local area could be vet. Yep. Um, could be anything. Could be anything. Board member. Maybe him and Kyle Hughes will team up and do some more. Oh, man. Yeah. There's a lot to be done. Youth softball signups are now open and available. Uh, mm. Spring Rec softball sign up. 6U is for 5 and 6 year olds. 8U, 7 and 8 year olds. 10U, 9 and 10 year olds. 12U, 11 and 12. 14U, 13 and 14. And that is your date, or excuse me, that is your age as of January 1st of 2024. Um, those teams are now part of the Knox Marlowe Softball League, which include teams from Cardington, Centerburg, Danville, East Knox, Frederictown, Highland, and Mount Gilead. Um, that means they'll play against teams that are more like the ones that our high, that our high school teams face. Our T-ball teams will only play against Howard. This is meant to allow kids to learn the fundamentals of the game without the added pressure of travel and keeping records. So if you're interested, if your daughter is interested in signing up, or your granddaughter or your niece, all players must be registered by March 2nd to be placed on a team. Registrations after that point may not, may not be honored as rosters are due to the KMSL by a particular deadline. So you must register by March 2nd. Signups can be done using a Google form. So go seek out Danville Youth Softball Facebook page and you can find that Google form or you can send a text or email by contacting one of the board members. So Casey Daup, Miss J, AKA Jill Lyons, Emily Shackle, or the queen herself, Lindsay Colopy. Um, they will also host one in-person sign-up during the youth camp at the Dome to be held on February 24th. Please note, sign-up for camp is separate. Again, see the Facebook page, Danville Blue Devils Softball Dash Ohio, for details on that. Mm. That's good stuff there. Uh, same with youth baseball sign-ups. 
accept none of that information. Just uh, it's all to be determined. Um, we are meeting uh, Saturday to to put out all the dates and stuff. So stay tuned for youth baseball signups um, and just get your kids signed up. You know, there's nothing more frustrating for the people that run these leagues. And it was like March 14th rolls around. And you've got everything. You've got uniforms ordered and everything. And then someone says, oh, I forgot. And it's like, uh, well, Lindsay's been walking around town a hundred miles a day. You could have tracked her down one of those times and got your kid signed up. So get them signed up. Yep. Uh, sign them up. Also, registration is, I mean, uh, there is a fee for it. I looked at the form the other day. I'm just trying to pull it back up to make sure I speak Yeah. correctly. So 6U is $45. 8 to 14U is $60. So if you cannot attend the sign-up sessions at the Dome, you can email your payment made payable to Danville Girls Softball to Lindsay Colopy, P.O. Box 305, Danville, Ohio, 43014. Or you may send a Venmo to at Danville Rec Softball, all one word, and just put your player name in the subject line. Any questions, contact Lindsay Colopy, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-J, Colopy at gmail wow that's a lot of good information i mean no excuses this year no excuses no excuses find a way get on get on a team um i just wanted to mention at the sanctuary you know this where the sanctuary there is in the middle of town josh that's my old church of christ yeah uh they have up above there uh they have some office space available so if you are looking for just like a, a room to rent for an office, um, it's now it's only available Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it sounds like possibly you'll be locked out of your office on other days. But uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you will have uh, the availability to get in there. Um, maybe we should rent an office space for our studio. That'd be cool. We could. We could overlook Market Street there and just... See everything that's going on. That'd be that'd be pretty sick. Well, we've got quite the oasis. That's now. true. We won't give yeah. that. You know, the, no, we no, won't no, identify no. this location, but it no, is no, no. top of the line. Yeah, um, yeah. So you can t- contact Barb Mickley there uh, for that. Uh, the ro- if you're interested in a room, I have no idea the price. I have no idea the terms of the lease. I'm just I heard that and I just thought I want to. Uh, share that information out there. I feel like you could contact Barb Mickley for pretty much anything yeah. and she's going to know what's going on. Yeah, she's like Kyle Hughes, just pointing you in the right direction. Yeah. She least. knows everything. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing here in, in uh, community, I so I didn't know this, but there's like a, a dance. I, and I don't know a lot on this, so I'm going to make a lot of it up. That's uh, fine. Yeah. There's a dance at St. Luke's apparently for adults. Mm-hmm. Have you been to this? I have not. I thought I would be interested at one point, yeah. but Kayla has explicitly um, turned down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just my general good looks have subsided over the past few years, or she yeah. just wants to be seen doesn't want to be seen in public with me. Could or, be both, or if she just has no interest. It's probably all three, probably some or some mixture. You know, I don't yeah. know. Um. 
Yeah, so this is, I guess, contact Marsha Durbin for this. Reservations only. Um, Sounds exclusive. It does sound exclusive. It is Saturday, February 10th. That's when this dance is. You can contact Marsha Durbin. I'm just going to throw it right out here because it was on the internet. 740-599-6459. Do you know anything else about uh, about the dance that you wanted to share or like we could... It is BYOB. Mm. So, uh, bring your own bananas, apparently. Yeah. Don Leo's has them for, what, 40 oh, something yeah. cents a pound now? Something. So, yeah, bananas are cheap, so that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. yeah. Not sure why, but they want to. Weird. Okay. Whatever. Amanda Durbin will not be there. This not year. this year. No, she has other plans. Man. Yeah. We're going to have to find out what those plans are, but. I do want to say shout out to the manager of the community center. I mean, <laughs> they just hosted a raccoon dinner. They're going to turn it. They're going to flip that building and get a dance going for the citizens of this fine town. A romantic I don't venue. Know. I mean, they're from a raccoon supper to like a romantic I don't know if they have Ozonics or something to get that, that smell out of there or a something. A bunch of ozone machines. Something. Um, but they're going to have to pipe in some fresh air and stuff uh, they're gonna do it i mean no doubt about it whoever the manager of the community center is i don't know if it's one of the fathers or something but they're doing it i mean they're they're getting stuff done and they're putting on a, a lot of different events there kudos. Shout out to that. yes kudos to that well that that wraps up community josh is that wrap up community um, I'm going to give myself a plug real quick. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I have one seat left for the March class. Ooh. So if you are a parent that needs to find a driving school for their child, mm-hmm. I have one seat left. Class will start Friday, March 1st. So I expect that seat will be taken by the end of the day. So, yeah, get on that, people. I, as, as, um, stupid as we are on this show, um, Josh with the driving is not like that. He's not driving down the road uh, trying to be crazy or anything. He takes it seriously. So get your kid in there and get him get him learned on how to drive and stuff. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to give my store a plug in the community too. Visit Risen Thrift, 102 East Main Street in Danville, Ohio. Bring us your, your good donations and... Uh, We've been getting a ton of donations. Go in there and shop because there's always new stuff because they're constantly turning it over and getting out new stuff. 102 East Main Street, Danville, Ohio, 43014. Yes. All right, Josh, sports. There's a lot here in sports. Okay. So hang with us, folks. Do you want to start with high school or do you want to start with uh, events other than basketball? Let's uh, – I mean, there's a few junior high things here. What if we cover the – give the junior high kids some love? Absolutely. Um. We have the KMAC uh, Junior High Wrestling Results. So the KMAC had their uh, tournament, the wrestling tournament for the conference. And we had some Danville wrestlers. This is junior high. Uh, Camden Horn took first place in the 92-pound 
weight class. Good job, Camden. Shout out Camden Horn. Shout out Logan Joseph for taking third place in the 104 weight class. Max Rauch taking third place in the 134 weight class. And Carter Whittle taking second place in the heavyweights. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Look at, we haven't even had wrestling that long. Nope. And we're just coming into the K-Max saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to take some podiums here. We've got some tough kids at Danville. We do. Imagine when the wrestling program actually gets like established. Um, how dominant we could be. I mean, that's uh, that's impressive. Um, the junior high boys basketball team. Now they won last night. We beat uh, who'd we beat? Mount Gilead. Uh, we beat them badly at Fredericktown, right? Yes, this tournament's at Fredericktown. We beat them badly. Um, they are not very good, and our team's decent. We're the two seed in the tournament. Um, they play again tomorrow night. That'll be Thursday night at, at the East Knox Middle School. This will be the second round of the KMAC uh, tournament. If they win that, they'll play in the championship uh, on Saturday at 1245 at East Knox. So just right down the road, you can come support. The junior high team's pretty fun to watch. They are very fun to watch. So yeah. get out and support your junior high students just as you do the high school. You do not want to miss these junior high um, athletes they are very very talented group and they're going to be coming up pretty soon uh, to a high school near you yeah so the junior high boys uh their seventh and eighth grade teams did pretty well but then they barely had enough boys so they just combined it the, the, they combined the seventh and eighth grade into one team and they're they're pretty tough and also they have a chance to win they won the k-mac in football and they, they're sitting here with an opportunity to also win it in basketball so that's pretty cool uh, the junior high girls are at Northmore. Uh, their tournament is at Northmore. Now, the junior high girls, is, they, I think one of their eighth graders got sick and they were already shorthanded. So theirs is just the seventh grade tournament, I believe. Uh, so they're at Northmore tonight, Wednesday night, in the second round of the KMAC tournament. So they're doing well as well. Shout out junior high girls. Um Josh, you had something on youth wrestling, I believe. Yes. So there is a youth wrestling tournament Saturday the 17th at 10 a.m. here in Danville. So come support the junior high or the youth wrestling. Not junior uh, high. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, not, not junior high. Just our youth wrestlers. Um, there will be schools, uh, Danville, Fredericktown, Highland, and Mount Vernon. $15 registration per wrestler. Weigh-ins are 730 to 830 uh, the weigh-ins, again, those are just for the athletes, not for the spectators. Uh, oh. To get in, entry is $5 per adult and $3 per student. Oh, I wish you had to weigh in <laughs> as a spectator. That would be great. There would be no one there. There would be no one. There would be like, no thanks. They just posted all of our weights up on the board, like, and all the like certain weights had to sit together. That would be <laughs> brutal, but awesome. I would, I would actually go then just to see where I stood. Um, where's that at? It's here in Danville. Is that the elementary? I think. Cause the, the high school has, uh, the weight meet, which is also Saturday, February 17th, I think at 10 or 10 30. Um, so I got to assume that the, the wrestling tournament, if it's on the 17th as well, that it would be down at the, the middle school. We don't a hundred percent know on that and honestly we don't really 100% know on any of this stuff so uh, 
you're gonna have to double check. But more like a like a vocal Wikipedia. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a really good description. Like some of this may be true and it may not be, um, but it's not. I mean, if you drive down there and it's not there, I mean, there's only so many places it can be. And if you drive down there on the 17th and it's actually on the 18th, uh, sorry about that. But we'll see you on the 18th. Yeah, we'll see we'll see you the next day. We'll weigh you on the next day. Um. Yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, now, how about boys basketball, Josh? Did you go to the game? I did not. The, we're talking about the senior night game uh, that they had last night. Yeah, I was unable to attend. Not able to. Me neither. I had, I was at my boys' junior high game. Do you know, do you got any of the info on that? I don't have any of Under that Under the boys went on to beat Elgin uh, 57-49 to close out their final home game. All right. Uh, it was senior night. Mm. Um, which is pretty standard last home game senior yeah. night. And we have three graduating seniors. And honestly, I'm going to miss these three guys. Yeah. I mean, they're just fun to be around. They're fun to watch, but we're definitely going to miss them. You want to share who they are? Yeah. We got Kendall Carter, who has become affectionately known as K dog. Oh yeah. Um, we got Nate Stevens. And we got uh, Walker Weckeser, who is the nephew of uh, Daniel J. Weckeser for Knox County Sheriff. So um, I have, we were talking about this. We're, we were like, you know, Walker Weckeser came out from underneath a car hood. Nate Stevens came from the Black Road hood. And K-Dog came from Rhonda hood. So that's just kind of a beautiful run respective hoods. I know it's a beautiful little mix there going on. Um, I've enjoyed watching these guys. Um, Kendall is, is just fun to watch football and basketball. Yes. He's like a grown man out there. And, you know, you can tell that he's, he's kind of calm. He's like a, like a fatherly presence on the field and on, on the team. Uh, he's calm. He's just not going to get too worked up. He he's got that hair, that hair. Man, got that hair. If I had hair, I'd grow it. Like if I had a good amount, or yeah. if it's just too stringy and ratty. But yeah, he had uh, it, he had thirteen points uh-huh. last night. Sorry, no, <clears throat> thirteen points, and he had two threes in the first quarter, and then right before the half, he blocked a guy's shot. Mm. I mean, testament to his playability. Yeah, don't get don't bring that up in here. Around these part, around around his hood, nope. yeah. Uh, Nate Stevens, he'd be the son of Jason Stevens and Donna Kaufman Stevens. Yes, staples in the community. Uh, has nice hair too, actually. He does like yeah. a Rico Suave type. Ooh. Of dude. yeah. So um, he got he got uh, his dad's saving people's lives and. Um, his mom's doing the same thing. Yeah, she's doing the same thing, <laughs> honestly. And then she's also uh, whipping people into shape on the school board. I mean, she's she's doing all kinds of stuff. They're both doing doing everything. And Nate does everything as well. He can jump really high and he's really fast. I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then you got Walker Weckeser, or I like to call him Wolk, like W O L K. Come on, Wolk. We did um, a video of him earlier this year. Did we? Late last year, down at the practice football field. Oh yeah. Come on, Wolk. Yep, he was part of. He didn't know that, but he. He was, does now. He was. He inspired one of our characters on. Uh, we could have won state. Yep. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, what a what a nice little crew of guys there to wrap out their career here in Danville. Um, good job, guys. Good good uh, athletic careers. They still have. I think. I imagine they play baseball or run track or something as well. Maybe not. Maybe I could, yeah, maybe they're going right into the workforce. I don't even know. <laughs> maybe they're quitting basketball and they're just going into the workforce yep. or something. Whatever they're doing, good job. Good job and good luck. Yeah. Josh, you got anything on girls' basketball? Girls' basketball. So I said earlier I was in Florida. I was in Florida. Um, girls played at Ridgewood. Mm. So I was trying to watch – the Scott Mickley Broadcasting Company stream of the yeah. girls' game while I was trying to golf. Um, but the signal was lost at halftime, at least for me. Yeah. At halftime, I never saw anything else after that. So when I was done, I went on to Max Preps to see a Blue Devil win 52-49. Who is it against? Ridgewood. Which Ridgewood. Ridgewood. Old coach's old place. Yep. So the uh, Lady Devils will go on to play at Highland on Tuesday the 13th. Highland is currently 6-12 and 12 overall. Is this a tournament game or is it still – are we still in the regular season with that? I'm, I don't I know. It's, so. I mean, we won't play again until next Tuesday. That's uh, an odd gap in time, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know either. Um, Let us know. <laughs> or don't. It'll be too late. So the girls got it. They're like what? They got to be like fifteen and six or so, something like that. Yeah, somewhere in there. there. Yeah, Um, yeah. Good job, good job, girls. We don't have a ton on that, but that pretty well rounds out sports. Um, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. It's we're coming into we're coming into uh, mid February, and the school calendar gets kind of blank. I don't know if you've noticed that, but February. I mean, you got like President's Day, and that's it. Um, it's kind of bleak, and track practice begins, and yeah. So there's going to be kind of a lull in the sports. We might have to we might have to uh, find something else to fill in uh, our sports section with when it gets bleak like this in the winter. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up with a uh, with some listener submitted stuff. We got a a couple things just uh, along the lines that listeners have sent us in. And we we say this every week, and we're going to say it again. Send us in listener-submitted stuff. Um, we love it. Don't hesitate. If you have, if we have said something false and you want to correct us, now don't don't expect us to actually make the correction on the podcast. Or but apologize. No. Um, but you're welcome to correct us. But we're more talking along the lines of, like, give us – just some ideas. Send us in some stuff. We have some guys that email us every week, and we love it. We want to hear from you. Uh, give us ideas. Give us guest ideas. Give us, uh, um, ask us questions. Whatever, whatever you want to do, we want to hear from you, and we'd love to to get it on. If you got something you want us to pump out, like uh, Levi Ridgeway just messaged and said, like he's going to keep us up to date of what the boosters have got going on, athletic boosters. Yeah. Get a hold of us. Um, so we got a couple things. One is the the Joseph's, you know, the Joseph's sign was missing, and we had a lead on that. Yeah, we followed up pretty extensively. Yeah. We have a pretty good idea who may have taken it, but. Yeah, we're not running for sheriff or anything. We don't, we're not that good at this. But we got an email that says they possibly think that the sign is actually in their front yard. The Joseph's sign 
never was stolen and maybe Nate just thought he put it at Darcy Field yep. and it turns out they've got a nice sign right in front of their house. And if that's not it, I mean, just use it anyway. Yeah. There we go. I think that's another mystery that we've solved, I'm pretty sure. We're so chalk it up to a win. <laughs> we're like two, we're two and oh. Uh, we're, we're, see how we're just dealing with stuff here and we're, we're getting it done. So the Joseph sign didn't possibly did not get stolen. Nate just thought, oh man, I put one there and maybe he didn't. He just left it right outside in front of his house. Problem solved there. Thankfully, no citizens arrests have to be made. Yep. I didn't want to have to do it, but I was going to, if I had to, you know, and then we have a listener submitted question. Now this isn't, this isn't. Like, uh, or maybe it could be, but it isn't like specific to Danville, but maybe we could share some specifics to Danville. The question was, what would you, uh, consider the greatest nineties babies pastime? And then this listener graciously gave us a few options. He says, would, what would be your greatest pastime? Would it be staying home from school and watching the prices, right? This is for nineties babies, or if you're. Growing up in the 90s babies. So we're 80s babies, Josh, but we grew up in the 90s. Right. Um, so staying home from school and watching The prices Right, TGIF on Friday evenings, or watching American Gladiators. Josh, what are you taking? Let's let's take one from that list and then just give me another 90s pastime okay. that you maybe uh, enjoyed. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely watching prices Right. Yeah. I always thought I could choose the right door. Yeah. You know, at the end. You um, mean the showcase? Yeah. Like the yeah. guess the Yeah, <laughs> never I was confusing it with you the were, other yeah. one. Anyway, yeah. Showcase, I was going through math. Okay, well that boat's gonna be twenty two thousand. Yeah. That treadmill's four hundred. Mm-hmm. The two dirt bikes probably thirty, two hundred bucks a piece. And I'm trying to do the math. And I'd get close. I'd always get it within twenty thousand or yeah. so. So yeah. <laughs> I felt yeah. like occasionally I could have won the showcase. I was never close. I never. just, we didn't have a boat and stuff. I was like, you know, I have no idea. In my mind, what's a boat? A million dollars? I have no idea. Pretty close. It seems unattainable. That's what it costs to maintain a Dirt boat. Dirt bikes? Are you kidding me? No, they got to be five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, because I, we're not getting one. I've had dirty bikes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I did so, have one dirt bike. Listen, off topic, real quick. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> I think my parents pulled the biggest scam on me Ooh. for the longest time in life. I like that. Um, I I grew up in Breen Caven. Mm-hmm. Everyone had dirt bikes or four-wheelers or something. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Matt, Hillary, and Adam Proper, they had a 300 Polaris Express, a blue Sheesh. a blue uh, four-wheeler. They were rich. And they got a Yamaha PW80 dirt bike. Mm. Levi Sheldon's over there with a... Yamaha Blaster 200. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Kyle Watson had a a four-wheeler, but also had a snowmobile at one point. Okay. Nathan Sheldon got a 250 Trailblazer four-wheeler. He built that himself. And listen, and I wasn't, it, it, not, it wasn't a jealousy thing. Uh, Cody Johnson, who lived across the driveway mm. from me, had a brand-new Yamaha Blaster 200, and I'm just over here with Mike, my, my Huffy. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to work out, boys. No. I can't keep up with no. you. So I begged my parents, like, can can I just get a four-wheeler or something? Yeah. Like, I'm moving out of the stage now where I want to go ride my bike up and down all these hills. I want to mm. go ride out in the train tracks, out to the gravel pits or whatever. And 
I remember see going what Eddie Butler's up to or yeah. something. Well, he had a dual enduro sport, and he gave it to BJ Malasano. Eddie Butler? Did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Dang. BJ Malasano, well, I'm like, man. Well, and BJ's got all them cars laying around, too. He could have fixed yep. up. And that kid went on to just do incredible things. He I think did. Microsoft bought his company. Yeah. He's living in, I don't know if he moved back to Ohio now. He's anyway, living in La Vida Loca. Pretty much. Anyway, long story short, um, my dad finally, I don't want to say, that sounds greedy. My dad eventually, mm -hmm. my parents got me a Kawasaki dirt bike. Mm. And it was like a 110 KDX or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure Braden Anderson would probably correct me on that. Um, and I remember riding it one time, and I just went to shift, and the clutch cable broke. Mm. I, I never rode it again. <laughs> that was it. That was the beginning, the middle end. My dad got got us a three-wheeler one time. My brother wrecked it into a tree. Oh, come on, John. It. He's older than I was, so he always took advantage of that stuff. And Yeah. It always wrecked. We had a go-kart. He and Cody Johnson took it apart, never got put back together. I'm like, man, if I just had my own crap. Yeah. But eventually, um, I grew up and... Yeah. About my own crap. Well, here we are. Here we are. Now we look at you. You're you're talking into a microphone that you bought. You know, <laughs> that's great. I you know one time um, I was in between bikes. You know how you you get a <laughs> there's, there's you got phases. a bike and then like you know you're, I'm not riding that anymore and I'm waiting for mom and dad to buy me a new one yeah. and then that one breaks and then like you don't have a bike. I had to get, you know, before the Razor scooters, those big scooters that like have the the air tires. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm pumping through town. I, this is when I lived in Mansfield, so we we kind of we went to the gas station and stuff, and you, that's just how you got around in sixth grade. And I'm trying to pump on a purple scooter, trying to keep up with everybody on bicycles. Did it have white tires? By yes, time? absolutely. Yep. It had the little frill things that hang off the side of the handlebars, and I had to rip them off. Yep. And then I had to take it up to my neighbor kid who was a couple years older, and he would spray paint everything, and I would have him spray paint some stuff so it didn't look so girly. But here I am just pumping around on a scooter trying to keep up with all the kids. Wow. And it, it was a bad situation, but it made me grateful when they got me that that new Schwinn. It was, I liked it a lot. You learn to appreciate things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back to the question. I'm picking TGIF um, on Friday nights. Get a little Family Matters in. A step-by-step. -step, uh, dinosaurs. That's where I'm going. Um, I know I'm missing so many. There used to be so many good shows on there. Josh, you said you didn't even remember TGIF. That's unbelievable to me. Yeah. I, I was. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I was probably working a full-time job. I doubt it. You were probably trying to piece back together the three-wheeler John took apart. You that's know. the more probable. Yeah. Well, that's what I would go with. TGIF. What would you do in all reality? What's a Friday night in Danville look like for you as a child? Well, I lived in Bring Cabin, so I well, can talk yeah. to you on that. Yeah. Um, probably hanging out with Nathan Sheldon, Kyle Watson, Levi Sheldon, mm. Adam Prober. Yeah. And uh, maybe going down to the river swimming yep. with Lance or riding my dirt bike over to Lance's house. Mm -hmm. Before the cable broke. Before the, before the clutch cable broke, yep. Yeah. Um, man, I wish I was handy. Kids nowadays, I, I feel like they can just do stuff. And really? Like, I feel like they can't do anything. What but is this yeah. thing called? Yeah. I, I'm not handy either. I'm, my brother's very handy. Like, I walked in one day when I was in high school, and he was probably like seven years old, and he just... He had an engine just in the kitchen working on it. Um, so he's always been 
handy. I'm, I'm not as handy. I, instead I do stuff like this. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, Friday nights at Danville, like during the summer, let's just say it's going to be me, Adam Daniels and like Britton Miller, um, going around town. I don't even know, just doing whatever he would skateboard around. I couldn't skateboard. Um, we're going to be going into lawn singers and I just enjoying the smell and the AC and I bet you're not getting any fruities. I wasn't getting not any fruities, not unless I had silver. Ruth wouldn't accept my pennies. Um, I, yeah, we're going to Dave's place, getting those Mountain Dews that had the college, uh, the college teams on the underneath the cap. Like if you pick the right college team, you got a hat or something that won the uh, uh, NCAA tournament. We're just milling around town, going down to the movie connection. Uh, we we probably didn't have a lot of money, so we were probably we weren't stealing sure. by any means. We were just trying to get into some mischief or something. I don't yeah. know, but nothing too bad. Nothing bad because Debbie Daniels, she ran a tight ship. She wasn't going to have. She that. ain't having that. She, and she had a lot of snacks. She had a lot of little Debbies in the house. That's awesome. Um, so you could always go there and just you could fill up there and Throwing then hoes and yes, star crunches. and then you could just. I miss a time where I could do a lot of activities and not have to have food. Like yeah. now I just feel like, Oh, I got to stuff my face just every time I sit down to do anything. Um, but back then it's just like uh, food was just a means to energy and I just wanted to do more stuff. I didn't care about the food. Yep. That's what a nineties looked man in Danville. I, I could, you could take me back to that. If I could just, Mm, package that up and open it every now and then. That'd be, that be nice. Fantastic. Riding around Plum Street and up and down Cedar Street, the NKP making threats and confronting them. And I got attacked you know, by them one time. I, you know what? I I went down to the NKP and J. Rowe Sharp knocked my glasses off my face and I couldn't see. And one of the NKP members helped me and like gave me the glasses and they weren't all. Those guys were, the, I liked some of those guys. Uh, some of them were not as desirable to hang out with, but yeah. We used to play dodgeball at Adam Daniels' house. Our teacher, Mr. Faust, uh, came one day. Not old man Mr. Faust, but young Mr. Faust. Baseball coach Faust. Yeah. And somebody threw a, a dodgeball, it could have been me, and hit the screen door at the neighbor's house and it shattered. And Mr. Faust, Mark Faust, he ran and hid. He was a teacher. He ran and hid with the rest of us. And uh, I don't even ever know what happened of that, but we had a whole dodgeball set up. I don't I'm just rambling at this point. Yeah. Um, close this up. Let's close it up. This episode has been brought to you by Kyle Hughes's Enterprises. Uh, Whitetail Screens. Uh, windows, if you've got a problem with any of that, and then some other stuff that you possibly think he might be able to do, get a hold of him at kylehughes.com, probably, maybe not. Um, Whitetails, screens, and Hughes, HughesNet, um, all of that, get a hold of him, and he would love to to get a, a, all of that stuff done for you. Should I give that out right here, you think? Josh? No, that's his. No, don't do that. I got his personal cell phone here, but I'm going to reserve it. You can just go to Facebook and look up screens, windows, and whitetails. There we go. It. Screens, windows, and whitetails. Um, yeah. I'm expecting probably 
um, a week stay at that house in Florida just by forgiving him all this airtime. I'm thinking he'll just let me go down there for a little oasis of a week. Um, yeah, that's going to be about it. Uh, farewell Buckeye city. Um, until next week, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you on the flippity flip and, uh, I hope you guys enjoy your week and enjoy your week and enjoy your week and enjoy your weekend. We thank you.